So we were going to do Tangled, but as I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, this isn't as terrible as I remembered it being. All it is is a less egregious example of Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, it really bothers me that they changed the story of Rapunzel so much. I don't understand why they even started with Rapunzel if they were going to change it that much. Yeah, it was super different. I mean, other than the tower, which yeah. they didn't have to have. Yeah, I know. There's so many... They could have just started from scratch and it would have made more sense. Then they couldn't have called it the name of the fairy tale. Oh, God. For generations, this peaceful island has been home to our family. But beyond our reef, a great danger is coming. Legend tells of a hero who will journey to find the demigod Maui. And together, they will save us all. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is More is More, the Bad Movie Podcast. Where today we're talking about Moana. Yes. Which is... Polynesian, Maori uh, legend. I guess Moana is about as accurate as Hercules is, as far as the real, the original myths and legends bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So a mishmash of something that seems right. Yeah. Inspired by the original stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, in classic Disney fashion. They did have a lot of Polynesian actors though voice actors for this they did i don't know why everyone cared about that to be honest because the actors don't matter it's the writer and director i think it was the chance for them to portray their own like cultural stuff oh no i know why a bunch of other people cared because it's like the visible it's the face that you see in interviews but like realistically in a movie it doesn't matter it's the writer and director who should have been polynesian if everyone cared a lot about that oh that yeah no i thought that was interesting i thought it was interesting that they were like oh sure here here you can have all that all the polynesian actors you want but like these two guys are white and it did sound like they actually came up with the idea for the movie themselves it wasn't like somebody approached them with this and they were like oh we'll give it to these guys like yeah it sounds like they developed it on their own which i don't really have a problem with but for everyone that made a huge fuss about it like you know that's not the actors aren't the important bit no and they did spend a lot of time like researching and going to places mm-hmm. to to look into this stuff so that they wouldn't be like yeah they did try about really it. hard but it is Dwayne Johnson who voices Maui listen to that he successfully dropped the rock from his middle name <laughs> and Lin Manuel Miranda did the song I mean. Mm-hmm. Did the songs with somebody else, I think, who did the all the native song bits. Yes. He uh, signed on to this before Hamilton blew up, and then he was locked into both. Although I was not that impressed. The songs were so much better than Frozen that I'll yeah. give him points on that. But on their own, not a just, high bar. if you just look at the lyrics, the songs aren't that creative. They're not. I, I for For the writer of Hamilton, which I've never seen, but... It's supposed to be amazing. Everyone's really into it. I felt like the song should have been better. See, my problem is, like, I don't... I've heard some of the songs from Hamilton that I don't really care for. So I'm probably not going to be his primary audience anyway. And he did a good job with this, I think, of keeping it in kind of classic Disney fashion, but a little modern, which is fine. But I, you know, I was like, okay, if I separate this from the catchy tune, Mm -hmm. which he was way better at than Frozen, in my opinion. He was, yeah. 
especially since I had How Far All Go stuck in my head like most of the day yesterday after I, I watched did this movie. too. It was the worst. Yeah. But it's very partly because they repeat it 5,000 times they throughout the movie. But yeah, so I was like, let me like actually think about these lyrics independently from the song. And I was like, well, these are very average lyrics. I know. And I know we're dreaming, wanting that Howard Ashman, Alan Menken team back. But still, I I know. You just feel like there has to be a songwriter who can raise yeah. this. Stephen Sondheim, though, did Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I liked the, uh-huh. you know, not all of them, but most of those songs quite well. Yeah. Or so it is possible. Yeah. Although he also did Pocahontas. So, you know. Hit or miss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it it has to be able to be better than this, though. Like, yeah. I realize Howard Ashman's dead. We're not getting him back, but still. But the other thing is, this is like Lin-Manuel Miranda, so our bar is going to be much higher than it would be for just some person we've never heard of. And Alan Tudyk is in it. He's been in yes. all the recent Disney movies, and he voices the really dumb rooster. And when I say voices, I mean he makes rooster sounds for the really <laughs> dumb rooster. Hey, hey. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Hey, hey and her little pig both almost got cut from the movie for for someone accurately thinking that it had too many animal sidekicks. Well, the dumb thing is the pig didn't show up for most of it, so I don't even know why it was in it. And then Hey, hey served no role, really, so I don't know why that was in it. It's not like Flounder. Flounder yeah. had a speaking part. He was there for Ariel to bounce things off of. Hey, hey, and the pig were just there because? I bet that the pig was originally also on the raft. I wish the pig had been on the raft and the rooster had been cut from the movie. So the rooster was supposed to be the foil to the pig. Oh, like the Abu pig- and the rug. Which is interesting because there's already a rug character, which is the ocean. Gosh, um, yes. Ugh, the ocean. I, I, I really feel like this movie leaned way too heavily on Aladdin. Yeah, I have a lot of things to say about the ocean, by the way. Same. When that comes up. Uh, Talk about lazy. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, so the pig was supposed to be the innocent, and then Hey Hey was supposed to be the foil to him, and they were like, well, let's just make him stupid. Yeah. And they were like, oh, great. And I don't know how that solved their problem, but it did. So we open with Moana's grandmother telling us that the world began with ocean until the mother island, Tafiti, emerged. Her heart held the greatest power ever known. It could create life itself. But then Maui, a demigod of the wind and sea with a magical fish hook, stole the heart. Tafiti immediately began to crumble and fell to a wave of darkness. As Maui ran away, Teka, a demon of earth and fire, attacked him and he was never heard of again. But the demon still searched for the heart, which fell into the sea, and the darkness of Tafiti continues to sweep across the ocean. So, good start. Good animation. Then we cut to the fact that her grandmother's telling us to a bunch of children who are all horrified by the story, except Moana, because she's awesome. Well, they're like two, maybe three. They're really young. Moana's clearly like two years old. She can't even really talk yet. And she can barely walk. She toddles. Yeah. So like the idea that the kids are going to be terrified by this story is a little bit ridiculous because they wouldn't even understand it. Yeah. Then her grandmother prophetically says that one day the heart will be found by someone who will sail beyond the reef, find Maui, and take him to return the heart of Tafiti. The chieftain, who's Moana's father, comes in to reassure the children that no one will ever travel outside the reef. This was clearly what they were afraid of. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Everyone will just stay. Don't worry. No one's ever going to fix this. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Baby Moana goes out to the beach where she rescues a baby turtle who's clearly going to bring down the quality level of the gene pool. Which was a Lilo and Stitch reference. I thought it was a... Uh, Nemo? Nemo reference. I mean, it was both. Again, like, this movie had too many references to other movies. Yeah. And they weren't subtle. They just made you think of the other movies. This is a huge problem, I think, with modern Disney, is all of this self-referential stuff that yeah. I just find obnoxious. Especially because this is supposed to be for kids. Exactly. Normally that stuff gets hidden as, like, Easter eggs, where it's just in the background for you to find. Then the ocean lures her out into the water with a trail of shells and gives her a new hairstyle and the heart stone, mm-hmm. which is just called the heart. And the ocean, at this point, we see is, like, an anthropomorphic, like, sticks its head up, like, a little wave that just stays there. And yeah. I hate it so much. Part- partly, by the way, because I think that the way that they have the ocean look, that just that little wave sticking up, is one of the least aesthetically creative or appealing ways that you could ever have the ocean be anthropomorphized. Yeah. This character was so, like, as a character, it was just, it was very deus ex machina most of the time. Oh, yeah. And you could have still had the ocean be a character without anthropomorphizing it. It could have just been that the ocean washed this thing up and she found it. The ocean took her where she needed to go without like, explicitly being a sentient creature that yeah. is helping her. Exactly. Then the villagers sing a song about how great life is on the island and how no one should ever, ever leave. Even though we see Moana keep trying to. Yeah. Don't walk away. Moana stay on the ground now. Our people will need a chief. And there you are. There comes a day when you're gonna look around. But the quirky grandmother, a character that never gets old, get it? Oh, that's because she's already old. Yeah. Loves the ocean and encourages Moana to explicitly disobey her father. Because that's called good parenting. Yeah, she's her her motto in life is like, I'm old, I'm gonna do what I want. I hate this grandmother. Yeah. She's like, she's actually the worst. Like, in real life, she would be a terrible grandmother. Yeah. Here she just serves to, like, be the foil for the father, but she's she's still constantly undermining I know. I was going to say what she's really doing is undermining his parental authority and his authority as a chief. Exactly. And it's, I guess, like, it would feel different if she was like, look, your dad's making some really bad choices and I'm really worried about this stuff. But instead, she's just like, oh, la-da-da, disobey your father. Yes. Well, because you know what it reminded me of is in Mulan. Mulan overheard arguments between her parents or her grandmother and her father. You know, she overheard arguments, but when they came to her... It they was were united. Settled. It was yeah. a united front. So we, we knew that her parents disagreed about stuff, and she knew that her parents disagreed about stuff, but it wasn't. Moana's father takes her to the special place of chieftains, and she commits to her people rather than her own dreams of exploring the ocean. We see her fix holes in roofs, comforting people getting tattoos, teaching the children traditional dances, and saving dumb roosters from the stew pot. You know, your usual heir apparent responsibilities. But the darkness comes to the island, first killing the coconuts, then the fish. Moana wants to try fishing beyond the reef, but her father yells at her, calls her selfish, and storms off. And what I thought was a huge overreaction, even once we get the backstory. Wasn't it? Like, 
Oh, but there literally are no fish. Like, you're literally going to starve to death. Yeah, Enjoy. what are you going to do? Have fun eating grass. I know. Her mother comes to talk to her. He's hard on you because... Because he doesn't get me. Because he was you. Then we see the flashback of him running off one night with a friend, and they sailed past the reef right into a thunderstorm. His best friend, who'd begged to come along, by the way, they do specify... Yeah. Died in the storm, and he could never forgive himself. Yeah. How was he responsible for this? He's not, and you know, honestly, who, you know who is responsible for it are the other, you know, they stopped sailing, and so they never learned how. Yeah. It's not like, oh, the ocean is really dangerous because nobody can ever sail on it. It's like, no, you never learned, which is why you sailed off at night into a storm. Yeah. And, Yeah. Her mother leaves and Moana sings her heroine song, How Far I'll Go. See the light where the sky meets the sea, it calls me. And no one knows how far it goes. If the wind in my sail on the sea stays behind me, one day I'll know. If I go, there's just no telling how far I'll go. It was fine. It very explicitly stated what she wants to do is sail on the ocean for unspecified reasons. Just voyage and discovery, possibly. She doesn't actually even seem to want to discover anything. She just seems to want to be on the ocean. Yeah. It's funny. I kept forgetting that this was a musical. And then every time they would sing again, I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Moana takes a boat while she's singing onto the ocean to look for fish beyond the reef, but quickly loses control and is washed ashore. Because she was also not taught how to sail in the ocean. Yeah. Her grandmother finds her, and when Moana tells her she's giving up, her grandmother doesn't try to stop her. Moana's instantly suspicious. Why are you acting weird? I'm the village crazy lady. That's my job. This is the worst way to characterize somebody. I really hate this. It is, and I'd also, like, here's the thing. I know have met people like this Mm -hmm. that are old and they think that because they're, I get that there's just, it's a shortcut to this lady's character. Yeah. But I have met people that are like, I'm old. They call themselves crazy as a way to absolve themselves from being responsible ever. Mm -hmm. And, and from acting normally in society even to the point of, like, interactions and being thoughtful. They just get to say, I'm old, and call themselves crazy. And honestly, I know young people that say that, too. They're like, oh, I'm crazy, so blah, blah, blah. And, like, they say that as a way to excuse themselves from ever having to think about what they're doing. Yeah, and I'm like, people that are really, like, actually eccentric in a way where everyone's like, oh, they're crazy, they don't call themselves that. Exactly. Because they just see the world differently, and they don't understand why other people don't see it the same way as them. So I really hate it when characters in movies are like, I'm just crazy. Mostly because I hate it when they say it in real life. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I know know people like that, and it's not a good sign. It's a sign that I don't want to know them. Yeah. Her grandmother then shows her where the village's old ships are, which they kept for some reason in a cave. Moana bangs on one of the ship's drums and has a vision of her ancestors sailing fleets beyond the reef while singing cheerfully. So Moana 
bangs on the drum because Moana's grandmother tells her to. Mm-hmm. And then she has this vision. Why couldn't she have just been told by her grandmother and then we see the vision? It was weirder that it somehow she magically saw this vision. Yeah. I thought it was also her reaction was weird. Oh, yeah. She's so happy. She's beyond happy. Well, and I get that. Like, like you're not the freak that you think you are for Mm -hmm. wanting to live like this. It's just weird that she ran around literally screaming it. Yeah, she's like, we're, we were voyagers, we're voyagers, we're voyagers, we're voyagers. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not anymore. Oh, yeah, this should actually make you more sad, I feel like. Because even though you're figuring out who you are, it's like, oh, no, it's not just that they don't know that they could do this. It's that they did. Like, they had such capabilities, and for some reason, they completely stopped. Like, that should make you wonder oh, wow, why did they stop? And also, like, well, this is going to be really hard to get going again because it's part of our tradition that we don't do this anymore. Yeah. Not that, like, we never knew how. That's a much better reaction. It's much more realistic. Because it doesn't change the fact that they're not currently sailors. Like, I don't know why she thinks that her knowledge of this is going to change her situation at all. Yeah. Her grandmother tells her they stopped sailing because when Maui stole the heart, monsters started destroying the boats that sailed out too far. And now we have forgotten who we are. I would just like to generally remind people they are not actually defined by the quality of sailing. It was part of their culture, but them as a people, they haven't actually forgotten who they are. They're just now people that don't sail anymore. They used to sail. That's how they got there. Exactly. You can't really levy a judgment on the people that stopped sailing because they were all dying. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was unsafe. And they also don't need to sail anymore. You know, there there would have been, for one thing, when they had the knowledge for it, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but also, they clearly don't have a need for it. They're surviving fine without sailing beyond the reef. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. <laughs> Her grandmother gives Moana the heart, saying that she was there the day the ocean chose her, and just held on to the heart until now, I guess. Then the ocean rises up to say hi, because that's how annoying this ocean is. And Moana goes scampering off to talk to her father. Unsurprisingly, her father is less than thrilled with her revelations. He goes to burn the boats, but is stopped when he's told his mother, Moana's grandmother, is near death. Yeah, that was an insane transition. Yeah. Because then you, they walk into the, the hut and it's like, oh, no, there she is. She's already, like, being attended bedside by all these people. And she's, like, very almost dead. And then you're like, hang on. Didn't we <laughs> just see her? I wondered if we were supposed to realize that she was just, like, it was just her spirit talking to Moana or something. No, I don't think so. Because they found her stick out in the plants kind of where she where they had been i guess yeah well it was very unclear i don't know very abrupt that is unclear i didn't even think about that but yeah Yeah. that was weird (laughs) moana receives her grandmother's blessing and a snazzy heart-sized locket Mm -hmm. and then she leaves in the night following her grandmother's spirit animal out into the ocean a manta ray uh the next morning she finds the dumb rooster hey hey on the boat because it's a disney movie so of course When it falls into the ocean, she saves it from drowning, hopefully because she's low on food reserves and not because she's willing to risk her own life and the well-being of her entire people on one dumb rooster. Oh, you know that's what it was. She wasn't going to eat that rooster. 
She already saved it from the stew pot once in this movie. Well, later Maui tries to eat it and she's like, no! (laughs) She needs to let this go. Like, this is not a good quality. Also, I'm not sure what the quality of life is for this rooster. (laughs) He's so stupid. (laughs) Some serious inbreeding on the island's uh, poultry stock. Yeah. One night, she falls asleep. The ocean wakes her up, quite literally with a tap on the shoulder. Yeah. And she realizes she's missed her target because she's aiming for Maui is supposed to be under this fishhook constellation. Right. She turns her boat around and tips it over right as the storm comes. She begs the ocean for help, and for once it does nothing. It's a little disturbing that she's begging the ocean so much. Like, she's already so dependent on the ocean to help her that she's like, help me tip my boat back over. I mean, I would, too. Like, this is the problem with the ocean yeah. doing this. It You can never tell when it's just going to do something for you or, and, and, like, why? And it is doing something for her because the next morning she wakes up washed ashore on an island she yells at the ocean for not rescuing her from trouble. She definitely should have seen coming because she's obnoxiously entitled throughout this whole part of the movie. But she soon realizes that Maui's stranded on the island, which means the ocean basically did her job for her. That's this whole movie, though. Yeah. I mean, the other problem that I had with the ocean choosing her is... There's never any doubt on her part yeah, as to what whether she should be doing this. Is she doing the right thing? And it took away a lot of her agency of, you know what? I'm going to solve this problem. Like, no yeah. one's asking me to. I'm not even necessarily qualified in the way I should be, but no one else is doing it. I'm going to do it. It's, no, yeah. the ocean chose me. This is my destiny. Yeah, because she knows that she's supposed to, and she's got the backing of what is essentially a another god yeah the ocean it would have been so much better if the ocean had washed the heart up there essentially for her she found it she realized what it was and then on her own she decided to do this because she could yeah or she felt she could or whatever because she has no she gets away with this having absolutely no skills at it just by saying repeatedly but the ocean chose me yeah and you, you know maui's question is is I think the viewer's constant question. Yeah. Which is, then why didn't the ocean take you all the way there? Like, why doesn't the ocean just do it itself? Yes, that was my constant question. Because the ocean could have taken both Maui and Moana and, like, put them somewhere. Right. Moana basically felt like a warm body that the ocean needed because she had fingers. Like, I don't... It was so weird. And so that was weird because then it was like, well, wait, is the ocean also just, like... weirdly invested in Moana and Maui's personal growth because that's a little weird too. Yeah, because the ocean could have done either a lot more or a lot less. Yeah. And instead it was this weird in-between just whenever we need the ocean to solve a problem, it does it. Yeah, and I felt like it was because if they... I don't know, I felt like it was just bad story writing. They just couldn't couldn't think of a way for Moana to, to overcome these problems herself. And which, in that case, they shouldn't have written her into problems that she wasn't capable of solving. Like, that's the it thing. It is such laziness. Having her go up against, and I get it, because you're like, well, but otherwise, Maui, you know, he's so powerful, he could just, like, walk away, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of the story writer's problem. Like, yeah, why, you know, ha- have it happen without the ocean? Like, it, yeah. it is possible. Yeah, because you could, uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with the ocean doing stuff mysteriously, But the ocean doing all of this stuff for her so that she essentially doesn't have to solve any problems so far really takes away her 
strength as a heroine. It absolutely does. She's and like just a chess piece. Especially like doing it with literal hands. Like yeah. it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Moana quickly finds out that Maui is a self-centered buffoon when he sings his song You're Welcome, which is by far my favorite song in the movie. What can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky? Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demigod. Could it be because it's basically a ripoff of the genie's song in the cave of Aladdin? It is very similar to the genie song. And and the rock sings it himself. I could tell. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also sweet. Yeah, it was I it was nice. Then he shut uh, then Maui shuts Moana in a cave and steals her boat, despite his conscience tattoo, who gets a lot of screen time in this movie for some reason, <laughs> trying to get him to do the right thing. Moana escapes from the cave, possibly the only problem she solves on her own so far. Yeah. But the boat has moved out of her reach. Thankfully, the ocean knows she's had a tough five minutes, and her brain's tuckered out from all that problem solving she's been doing. <laughs> so it deposits her on the boat, and then does it three more times when Maui throws her off again. Exactly. Then it also rescues the heart, which Moana was stupid enough to wa- wave right in front of Maui's face. And a child. I'm totally fine with the way this movie's turning out. It's totally fine. <laughs> Because uh, then, she, then is, the ocean also puts Maui back on when he tries to dive off. Right. Like, exactly. This is, oh my gosh, this was so annoying. Yeah. Once Maui and everyone else is resigned to their fate, Moana figures out that Maui's afraid of the heart. That is not a heart. It is a curse. He's immediately proven what, right when the Kakamora, which seem to be angry sentient coconuts, attack I don't think them. they're sentient coconuts. I think they're wearing coconuts. Well, it was very confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. I only figured that out toward the end. I thought they were little coconuts, and then it made me feel like I was watching one of those Doc McStuffin, like, Disney shows. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the the very, like, cartoonishness of that, even within a cartoon, yeah. made me feel like I was watching something else. It was ridiculous. Especially since the Kakamora never show up again. So yeah, this scene I know. feels completely out of place. It's not foreshadowing anything. They literally never show up again. No, I can tell you exactly why they put it in. Time? No, for a Mad Max reference. Oh, gosh. They did have a Mad Max reference. That's all it was. They they wanted to do that, and that's what they did. It was ridiculous. Yeah, you could have lifted this entire scene out of the movie, and it would have been fine. Although, Looking back on it, I feel like that's the worst part of the movie. It is. Because it makes no sense and doesn't add anything, and just, like, is this outlandish level of ridiculousness that yeah. is never explained even within the context of the mythology. It's there to basically prove that Maui's right, which we already knew. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. We already saw Taka, we know. Yeah, we saw Taka, and we also know that if it's not returned, the whole Earth is going to be destroyed, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Maui figures out that Moana's essentially just dead weight because she can't even sail, but she does manage to rescue the heart after the coconuts steal it, an accomplishment which might have had more weight if her opponents weren't coconuts. I know. This is where we also kind of see Maui's own limitations. Mm -hmm. He lost his fish hook in the ocean. Yes. And so he can't change forms like he used to. Yeah, so basically his super strength, but he... Because he is a demigod, so he has super strength, but he's not... He doesn't have his, like, magical shape-shifting powers. Right. I mean, he's still a grotesque caricature (laughs) of a human being. (laughs) 
<laughs> with like insanely short legs and like, like really small uh, features inside his huge face. Yeah, and like a torso that's like just enormous. And his fingers are like they're so short and stubby. The, yeah, like up to the first knuckle. That's how how tall his fingers are. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Um. <laughs> and honestly, that that is a huge part of why I never had any interest in seeing Moana. Because just seeing Maui, I was like, nope, no thanks. Yeah. That's grotesque, and I don't really care to look at that. It was weird. Even after she rescues the heart, Maui continues to refuse to help her in a conversation I'm already bored with, since his final answer is a foregone conclusion. Right, exactly. You want to get to Tafiti? You got to go through a whole ocean of bad. Not to mention Teka, Lava monster? Ever defeat a lava monster? No. Have you? And then the conscience tattoo marks a point on to her scoreboard, even though what she said proved his point. So, you know, also Maui's never done it. So she also won't be able to do it. So nobody can do it. So the world is doomed. Point Moana. Like, I don't. Yeah, exactly. And Maui's made several good points. And his conscience tattoo hasn't put any marks on his scoreboard. His conscience tattoo doesn't really like him. No. Moana plays to Maui's ego, telling him nobody remembers him as a hero anymore, and Maui finally agrees to help. But first, they have to get his magical fish hook from the lair of Tamatoa. Moana wants Maui to teach her how to sail, but first we have to listen to a ridiculous argument about whether she qualifies as a princess or not. We get it, Disney. We get it. I know, again. Also... Again, too self-referential. Yeah, because the other thing is, so she's the chieftain's daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no... There's nothing else. That's all it is, which makes her the princess. If they even have a word for that, that's not chieftain's daughter. Right. Which is essentially a princess. So this is a dumb conversation that takes into account words that probably didn't even exist in the culture if they didn't need them. It's weird that she would be denying it. Yeah. Because she is next in line. She's going to be the next chief. She's, yeah, she's the most powerful girl on the island. That's essentially what, I mean, that's all she is. So I don't know why she would be denying it. It would be a huge honor for her, her and her family. And she, um, if Disney didn't want to have her qualify as a princess, then I don't know why they made her the chieftain's daughter. She could have easily just been a girl from the island who was going to do this on her own and no one believed in her. And maybe she was an orphan. (laughs) Like there's other options. Right. But after, during this argument, the ocean sticks a blow dart in Maui's butt, gives Moana the oar, and then high fives her. What is happening? I know. I know. I know. So the blow dart came from the... the from the coconuts. Coconut wearing people. Yeah. But it is so bizarre that it's, even it's in this also... argument that she's losing, the ocean comes in to save her and be on her side. I know. I know. I just don't... I don't understand how, like, Moana couldn't have done that. And then showed her ingenuity. I, it was, it's crazy. It, it's, they're leaning so hard on this ocean thing. I know. Anyway. While... He's immobilized. Yeah, once he wakes up, like, I guess he doesn't knock him out. It just paralyzes him, which is horrifying. I, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> terrifying that, like, the ocean resorted to drugging him. Which is <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being paralyzed, but also awake. I That's know. horrifying to me. But, you know, it's a children's movie. So while he's immobilized, he basically teaches her wayfinding. But then I guess she falls asleep because she has a dream of her island being destroyed. And when she wakes up, they're at the entrance of the realm of monsters. Yes. 
Moana insists on tagging along, even though she has no useful skills for the situation. It's not even that she insists on tagging along. It's that she, like, waits until he's gone and then jumps in by herself. Yeah. So, like, the most dangerous way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, stay here. and Because she's like, I'll come too to the realm of monsters. Yeah. And he's like, no, you should stay here. And she's like, no, I'm definitely coming. And I'm just like, why? You can't even handle Maui. Maybe don't, like, yeah. opt for a monster fight. So ridiculous. You could barely handle tiny coconut monsters. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They find Maui's hook in the horde of Tamatoa, a.k.a. Jemaine Clement, a Bowie-esque cra- giant crab. Mm-hmm. When Maui tries to get the hook, Moana distracts him into singing a song about himself. Shiny. This is his song. Yes. I'd rather be shiny Like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck Scrub the deck and make it look shiny I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck Just a sec This song felt so out of place for the rest of the movie Didn't it? Because it's essentially just inspired And they say in the soundtrack notes that this was inspired by David Bowie You know, that's funny Who, and by the way, not known for his link to Polynesian culture so super or, off the wall. Or for his link to Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, he is known, fans of Jermaine Clement will re- remember that he played Bowie in Flight of the Concords. Yeah. But, like, that seems like a weird reference to make. Totally. So he's a decorator crab, which oh. in real life they glue little, like, shells and stuff to the back of their shell. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, so he's, like, a real thing, but he's gluing a bunch of gold and shiny stuff to the back of himself. Right. And, actually, Aladdin's lamp is on his shell. Mm, got it. See, those are the kind of Easter eggs Disney movies normally do. Exactly. Don't rip off entire songs. Just, like, have a lamp in there. Yeah. They get the hook and escape, but Maui has difficulty controlling his shape-shifting. He falls into despair and again tries to back out of helping Moana, because this plot point never gets old. Yeah. As Moana sails them toward Tafiti, she asks a despondent Maui about his tattoos, which apparently show up when he earns them. After an obligatory display of vulnerability... You want to tell me? I don't know what I'm doing? I know I don't. I have no idea why the ocean chose me. Maui tells her his human parents threw him into the ocean when he was born. When the gods found him, they gave him the fish hook and made him a demigod. Then Maui went back to the humans and gave them islands, fire, and coconuts in an effort to earn their love. But it was never enough. Wasn't it? Yeah, you're a hero. He was definitely... His whole song was You're Welcome. He was clearly used to adoring crowds. Yeah, and, I mean, even in the culture, like, that doesn't check out. Yeah. Maui was always, also Maui was a chief. Like, I I don't know. Moana offers some words of wisdom that change his perspective on everything. Maybe the ocean brought you to them because it saw someone who is worthy of being saved. But the gods aren't the ones who make you Maui. You are. And he's back in the game. That's all he needed. Now he can shapeshift like crazy. Which we know because we're subjected to a montage of Maui shapeshifting. Because the fish hook is apparently fueled by (laughs) self-confidence. Like all things in Disney movies. 
Uh, he also shapeshifts into Sven the reindeer. And uh, Rapunzel's iguana. I feel like... Gosh, I'm sorry. I can't get over the insanity. Like, how do they choose species for sidekicks? <laughs> really? Moana is sailing on the ocean, so she has a rooster? <laughs> Rapunzel is trapped in, like, a forest setting, so she has some chameleon? <laughs> It makes no sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, at least pick something that makes sense. Belle had a horse. Pocahontas had a raccoon. Raccoons live places. Come on. <laughs> so, basically, we're given the whole thing of Maui's emotional struggle is his feelings of worthlessness based on the fact that he never had a real family. But you know the thing that Moana never brings up is how awesome her family life was. This doesn't make Moana realize, you know, my father was tough on me, but he really loved me so much and he protected me and he whatever. Like there's no connection made to the fact that he feels worthless because his parents threw him away and she was loved and protected by her parents. Oh my gosh, I never saw that. I never saw that connection that should have been there and wasn't. Yeah. You feel like it should have made her at least stop and reflect on her father. Yeah, like Maui Maui would have been like, you wouldn't know what that's like. And she's like, oh, I would really don't know what it's like. Yeah. So we keep getting these things. And this is the other problem. If it's just, it's like, I don't know. I mean, is it laziness or is it just bad writing? Like, sometimes it's hard for me to tell. I mean, I think it's both. Because... I feel like this is a really natural thing is if you're going to give, if you're going to have two main characters and each of them have a problem, they should somehow be linked together. It should all be one thematic comment. Like one theme. No, you're right. I mean, in the other movies, like they are always related, like two two people who don't belong. And then they realize that like they don't belong together Mm -hmm. or something like that. But That never happened in this one. Right, or one person who's trying to change everything and one person who wants everything to stay the same. Like, that's the way you structure these types of conflicts in children's movies a lot of the time. And then what they realize is really either one character realizes how lucky they were or they both realize that they need to meet somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, that's, that's the formula. And they didn't do anything to improve the formula. They just did a terrible version of it. Yeah. As they approach Tafiti, Maui tells Moana the ocean chose her because it likes sailors, which explains nothing. What? She wasn't a sailor. She liked the ocean. She didn't know how to sail. She wanted to sail. She had voyaging desires. Oh. Okay. This is the worst explanation. This, by the way, doesn't qualify her for the task the ocean chose her for. Right. Like, no one's going to hire me to take care of baby lions just because, like, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. So, really, this just shows that the ocean is a terrible decision maker. Maui takes off to deliver the heart. And for once, Moana doesn't insist on tagging along. But he's quickly stopped by the demon Tika. Moana comes up with an elaborate strategy of plowing straight ahead, <laughs> ignoring Maui when he tells her to turn around, and is shocked when this doesn't work. They're blown back from the demon so that they can have their ensuing argument in peace and quiet. After Maui's hook is cracked yes. by Tikka. Maui's furious at Moana's selfish behavior, especially since his fish hook was almost destroyed. And he's nothing without it! 
Something that would have carried a lot more weight if we hadn't just had a scene where Maui was grappling with his self-worth. Yeah, I know. And it seemed like then that conversation just meant nothing. And he was like, nope, I I went back to it and I decided I'm still nothing without it. Right. Now it's not whether people think I'm a hero. Now it's my fish hug. Like, I'm like, come on, man. We just had this. This was just resolved. Yeah. Moana blames the whole situation on Maui having stolen the heart in the first place, rightly. And Maui blames Moana's general lack of skill in everything, rightly. And the ocean's poor decision-making skills. Also correct. Maui leaves. Moana has a conversation with the ocean and gives back the heart. But then her grandmother's spirit animal shows up and tells her it's okay to go home. The first actual useful thing her grandmother has done in this movie so far. Yeah. They sing a song together. Which gives her back her completely unearned confidence. <laughs> I will carry you here with my heart, you remind me. But come what may, I know the way. I am a woman. And she sails back to Tafiti. She outsails the demon with the skill of an experienced sailor somehow. But when her boat turns over and she's about to die, Maui comes back just in time to save her for some reason. Yeah, that was never explained either. They never had a, like, why did you come back conversation. Where Maui could have said, I realized you're right. This is 100% my fault. Yeah, it was just, like, a given that he should do that, so nobody questioned it. Exactly. That was annoying. Maui fights the demon, but it still gets a fireball off at Moana. Thankfully, though, the ocean is there to carry her ashore, to block the fireball and carry her ashore. Maui sacrifices his fish hook to beat back the demon, and when Moana climbs the ridge, she discovers the island's gone. Mm -hmm. The spiral where the heart belongs is in the demon to cause chest. Dun dun dun! It was Tafiti all along. Who could have seen this coming? I actually didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. I thought that was a really good twist, actually. Mm-hmm, it was pretty good. Moana offers her the heart, parting the ocean so she can meet her halfway. Then she walks in slow motion, singing a song. They have stolen the heart from inside you. But this does not define you. Yes, it does. It clearly did, because that's why she's a horrible monster now. Yeah. It wasn't, she was just, like, mildly annoyed. She's, like, a completely different, she's like a volcano creature, and she was a green, peaceful island. These are not the same. Yeah. They're so different that no one even recognized that she was the same. So I'm going to say yes, it does define her, because as soon as she puts the heart back, everything's instantly all right. Tafiti grows all her plant life back. Forgives Maui because she because it's the end well, of the movie and we just need to wrap this up. I think it was because she's a mother island goddess. I guess. And so she she like is all things nurturing. I don't think as Tafiti she can hold a grudge. Well maybe, honestly. but she probably shouldn't have given him back a new fish hook, considering how irresponsible he was with his powers previously. Yeah, she figures he's learned his lesson, I guess. I guess. This does not seem like the the thing that should have been done. I mean, other than the fact that it's the end of a Disney movie, so we can't also have Maui needing to earn back the fish hook. Right. It's funny because I thought that he was going to get the power to change forms without the fish hook as a reward for having sacrificed it. 
but instead they had him get the fish hook back because and i was like okay i think i know why because they can't change the legend that much well i just feel like the second movie which i'm sure will come out at some point should have been maui having to earn his fish book hook back Mm -hmm. through a series of labors to be fair i don't know much about polynesian culture but this seems like a natural second movie so actually the first movie was supposed to be just about maui Mm. originally it was gonna i would have preferred that be yeah it was gonna be like a series of stories about maui oh that would have been cool Mm -hmm. defici also gives moana a new boat Maui and Moana part ways, and Moana returns to her now healthy home island, where she takes her place among her now seafaring people. And everyone lived happily ever after. And then there's also a post-credit scene where the crab makes a reference to Sebastian. Oh, that was the worst of all. It wasn't great. Yeah, and I don't understand why these movies do this. I don't understand why they can't just, like, stand on their own movie. Because all it does is remind me what a better movie The Little Mermaid was than this. Yeah, I know. Because, for one thing, they didn't spend all their time making references to other Disney movies. Or other movies that even weren't Disney. Yeah. I don't know why a Disney movie needs a Mad Max reference. Yeah. Kids aren't going to get that. Yeah. Or they shouldn't. And it's these people that are like, you know, oh, it's something for the adults. And I'm like, yeah, but the old movies... You can do, like, because Pixar does this really well, is, you know, there is stuff for the adults that doesn't draw tons of attention to itself. It will be the layer underneath the joke for children, Mm -hmm. or it will just be something that's part of the dialogue that doesn't get, like, its own little space for a laugh. Like, yeah, I mean, if you make a good enough movie, it will still be good for adults. Exactly. I'm willing to laugh at a children's joke. I know. people, People keep forgetting that, like, it's not, making a children's movie is not an excuse to not make a good movie and putting adult stuff in there doesn't mean you should disrupt the children's movie for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really surprised by the amount of praise this movie got for having a strong female character. I didn't find her to be very strong because she didn't do that much. She did at the end kind mm-hmm. of make make some firm decisions, but at the same time, all of this was reinforced by the fact that the ocean originally chose her, and she's helped always when she needs it by the ocean. And this is nowhere near as bad as Frozen in a lot of ways. Like, it's a much more solid movie. Like, if I had kids that wanted to watch a movie over and over again, I would much rather give them this, because if nothing else, I wouldn't want to tear my hair out at the songs being played. Yeah. Yeah, it was just underwhelming more than anything else. Especially considering people really loved this movie. They did. And the other thing is, it had a really odd mixed message as far as what the plot was. Not the character prop. I mean, a little bit Moana's character. But more the fact that the message of the movie in the beginning, especially with the the song the father was singing and her conflict with her father, seemed mm-hmm. to be... That we shouldn't do things just because it's the way that they've been done before. Like, we shouldn't stay, like, we shouldn't just keep doing stuff because it's safe. But the whole, so it seems to be that a message in favor of general change, progress. Right. But yet, the entire point of the movie was to make things the way they were before. Yeah. So instead it, it winds up being, oh, we should just skip our modern advances and go way, way back. Yeah, because... 
it wasn't like, oh, you're something else and it's okay to be something else. It, but then it was like, oh, no, you're actually tapping into what your real history was. So now it's not you breaking away. It's you going back to the, the main roots and like everyone else has broken away and you're going to bring them back. Yeah. So it was kind of an odd message in that yeah. sense, too. Unless what they were trying... Because the father wasn't shown as a beacon of progress. He wasn't really shown as anything, honestly. Yeah. Like, he didn't seem to have a lot of redeeming qualities at all. Other than, like, I get... He was a good person and he loved his family, but, right. like, that was kind of it. But it does seem like for someone who... If the message of the movie is supposed to be, like, no, you should look to your traditional heritage, your roots... Which is a fine message if you want that. Then the father should have been seen as making a lot of change just for the sake of change. Yeah. So instead it was just kind of this odd nothing message. Yeah. Also, I was thinking about the fact that, like, nobody's ever seen those boats except for him and Moana. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're easy to, like, intuitive to repair and to build more of them. So I was also a little confused on how long they hadn't been a seafaring people. That was confusing, especially because they had the grandmother telling these stories, but the, um, like, nobody else seemed to really believe them, except for Moana. So that made it seem like it was a long time ago. Right. So this movie cost $150 million to make. Is that normal? I think $150 million is, like, the standard... Disney animated film budget. And it made $643 million. Oh my goodness. So, you know, not bad. <laughs> In movies alone, not counting any of the toys. Yeah. And the toys are real, where they make a ton of money. Yeah. Toys, Halloween costumes. Games. Yeah. Plus, it means that they can add characters to their Disney animated shows. I think uh, Maui got added to Once Upon a Time. I think after this oh, came out. Oh, wow. That TV series. That's weird. Oh, I did they, not. They I, had everything to I that, know. though. I know. I saw that they added like a Frozen. catch-all to everything. I know. I stopped just out of, like, I, I lost momentum on it. But I I know they added, like, the Frozen stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. I stopped watching after a couple of seasons, but. Robert Carlyle's going to draw me back in someday. I know it. <laughs> I love Robert Carlyle. Oh, he's awesome. So what are we doing next? Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Love with it. With Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton. I don't know why Jeremy Renner does this to himself. It, it's it's weird. He has picked, like, he, he got some fame, and then he was like, what are the most boring roles that I can pick, and, like, in the worst movies? <laughs> and that's what's next on More is More. For more of our podcast, go to moreismorepodcast.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.